Welcome to the Coeur Adventist Podcast. Created, produced, and directed by the members of the Coeur Seventh-day Adventist Church. To connect. To grow. To grow. To worship. To reflect Jesus. Let's discover what we can do. Together. 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 Welcome to Interviews, where we take the time to get to know individuals in our faith community a little better. My name is RJ Henneberg, and for episode three, I get to talk to a somewhat new member to Coeur d'Alene and a somewhat new father. Today, we are talking with Steve Oxley. Now, you may have seen him before playing the cajon during worship or possibly sitting with a baby towards the back of church. His zest for life is apparent, and as you will see, His optimism is contagious. So let's get to know Steve a little better. Sir Stephen Oxley. Sir Stephen of Oxley. Of Oxley. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And I think I've asked you this before, but you got to be British, right? There's some kind of... The name Oxley is definitely British. My grandma was actually um, British, but she wasn't an Oxley. And then... Somewhere on my dad's side, there's an Oxley from England. Nice. Yeah, I feel like you should live in a castle, but... I feel like that, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, nice. So you're actually one of the newest members of Coeur d'Alene. You've been with us, what, like nine, ten months, or...? Uh, It was a year in March, so 14 months. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. And just kind of a history... So I first heard about you. We have a mutual friend, one of my classmates from Reno, or he's in Reno area now. I was like, hey, I know this great guy and this his great wife, and they're looking to move up to Coeur d'Alene area. And I told them they should search you out and all that type of stuff. And I thought, wow, that's great. And he plays, he sits on that little box and plays stuff because one of the first things I asked him was like, okay, is he a musician? Does he do that type of stuff? And what a what a treat it is. I know I personally have been blessed by you playing percussion, whatever that looks like, and then also Chalina on bass. And it's been really cool having you guys here. Thank you. Um, so yeah, just kind of starting. I'd love to hear your story. Like, well, I'd, I'd like to add a little bit to the story okay. you just told. That might be a good idea. <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, that's basically exact. everything you said is exactly how it happened. Brian, our friend, basically said... I have this, been known to stretch the truth, but <laughs> go on. <laughs> he said this, basically the same thing to me. Hey, we know people up... We know RJ and Katie. You should get to know them, and they play music, and maybe you can like play music together. I was like, okay, that sounds great. Um, Trelina is my wife's name. Uh, we... Uh, we were originally planning to visit like every church in the area and like figure out which church we wanted to join after we'd sampled all of them. Um, but you, uh, you and Katie invited us over that first Sabbath and Joshua and Monica Wold were there, which I had, had known them previously. I didn't know they went to this church, um, but I was acquainted with them. And, you know, after talking to you guys and hanging out with you guys that Sabbath afternoon, we were like, we don't really need to check out any other churches. Yes. And we had an invite to play music the next week. So. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rope you in. You yeah. bit the hook. <laughs> so, 
So we have only gone to one other church the entire time we've been here. Really? Yeah. Awesome. Well, very cool. Yeah, we're we're glad you're here for sure. But we are glad to be here. Yeah, we like it here. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, um, tell me about your childhood, how you grew up, and and what that looked like. And yeah, um, I was born in Berrien Center, Michigan, which is right by Berrien Springs, Michigan. Um, and I basically grew up till about nine or ten on the Andrews University campus because my mom worked at the university and our house was actually demolished to ma- so that they could put in the new entrance for the university. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, we literally lived on the campus. Um, uh, so that was pretty, I mean, that was a cool place to grow up till the age of nine or ten. Um, we could ride our bikes to school and ride our bikes all around the campus, and it was, you know, safe place to explore and uh, play around and whatnot. Um, so that was cool. And then, uh, so did you go to net 95 and net 96 in person? I went to, <laughs> I, did Doug Bachelor do those? No, wasn't it Dwight Nelson who was, uh, I didn't, man, there's so many of them. Yeah. I don't know. I went to one of the nets where, where it was Doug Bachelor at Pioneer Memorial Church. And I remember that one. Oh, I, he flew into Pioneer. Okay. Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, I know Dwight Nelson did it at least. Yeah, I probably went to some of those too. I went to a lot of church services where Dwight preached though. So, yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't as big of a deal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but I, I, I really liked Doug Bachelor as a kid because um, he tells so many stories. Yeah. I love all of his stories. I still like his like stories. Like his, his caveman book. Oh, I yeah. remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, uh, we went, our church membership was at, PMC, Pioneer Memorial Church there on the campus. And then when we were, when I was nine or 10, I don't remember exactly, my parents built a house um, in Eau Claire, Michigan, which is north of there. And we moved there and we had 35 acres. And so, and we had woods and a creek and at oh, like awesome. 10 years old, it was pretty amazing. Um, we'd build forts out in the woods. We would, our driveway was dirt, but it was like, uh, a lot of clay and so when it would get really muddy and we'd like build like canals and stuff in our driveway (laughs) (laughs) stuff like that our house actually never got finished while we lived there um (laughs) there was a um one thing the the best thing that didn't get finished was uh there was a back um there was supposed to be a deck in the back and our dining room had two sliding glass doors and the deck never got put in so we had like a six foot drop out the door of our dining room, just onto the ground below. Um, I th- think my brother and I, so I have a younger brother. Um, he's 14 months younger than me. And we basically spent all of our time together. Um, all, we had all the same friends, even through college, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And so we would get, you know, just play on the property there. And I'm pretty sure we jumped out the dining room door at some point so it's pretty cool doesn't seem up to code but hey yeah sounds like fun yeah since learning more about building codes i'm not sure how we got away with that (laughs) because we actually sold the house was that still unfinished so yeah (laughs) nice yeah yeah so the reason we had to sell the house was none of us wanted to sell it but um my dad had a heart attack when it was right around yeah 
I don't remember exactly. It was the day after Thanksgiving. I remember that. And we had played roller hockey. Um, and he was not feeling well afterwards. And my mom finally convinced him to go to the hospital. And, uh, yeah, so he had had a heart attack and, um, the medical bills and everything, we weren't able to afford to live there anymore. So that sucked. Um, I think my dad took it the worst of anybody, but, um, what kind of occupation was he, he, he repairs amateur radios. Um, I think we think that the reason he has heart problems is that he was in Vietnam and he was exposed to Agent Orange somehow. Um, and he's actually getting uh, payments from the government now uh, because he has heart issues. So, like, they acknowledge that that's a, you know, possibility. Because he, he's not, he wasn't really unhealthy. I mean, he was out there playing roller hockey with us. He, you know, he's fairly healthy guy. He's a bit high stress maybe, but anyway, since then he's had another heart attack, and now he is on a... Um, he had a blockage and they were going to, they wanted to put a, is it a stent? I can never remember if it's stint or stent. Um, anyway, they wanted to put that in, but he didn't want to do that because that's how his brother died during a surgery like that. So he is now on an oil, like fat free diet. Basically he doesn't eat any added oils. He'll eat nuts and stuff here and there. Um, and he's doing a lot better. So hopefully that continues. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. And he is older. Um, he was 40 when I was born. Um, and so he's 72 now, I think. Okay. Yeah. Or I think he might turn 73 this year. Yeah. Boy. So you moved from that house. Yeah. We moved from that house. We moved in with my grandparents, my British grandmother and my Canadian (laughs) grandfather. We called them Granny and Papa. Uh, They're my mom's parents. Um, And I didn't like that too well. (laughs) Just because my British uh, grandma was very strict. She's also the musician of the family. She was a music teacher. Um, So, And she taught music at our school. So I would purposefully not sign up for things like choir and stuff. But then I was in choir anyway, even though I didn't want to (laughs) be. Nice. Um, so I don't, I mean, looking back on it, I'm glad she made me do that. And she taught me piano. I'm still not good at the piano. Um, I'm kind of a musician. I play percussion, so. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll count it. <laughs> yeah. It seems really easy to me. I wish I was better at other instruments. Um, yeah. Oh. But it takes a lot of practice at this point. Yeah. Well, very cool. And so that's, this is probably around, what, high school age now? Um, not quite high school. No, not quite high school. We lived with them for about a year, I think. Okay. Or I think it was less than a year. And then we moved to another house, which was... So I used to joke we would move north in seven-mile increments because from Brain Springs to Eau Claire, seven miles, and then we moved another seven miles okay. north to it was basically Waterville, Michigan. And... Uh, Yeah, so that house had a pool, which was awesome for, you know, the age that I was. I I mean, pools are cool still. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so we, you know, spent a lot of time swimming, and it was like a half acre or so. So we had a yard that we could play sports. My dad 
I, I've played baseball as long as I can remember. Um, so we, you know, play catch in the yard a lot. And, uh, yeah, I was on, in my, on my high school baseball team, stuff like that. So that, that was the house I was in through high school. Yeah. Cool. And, and the high school we went to was a non-denominational Christian school and it was about a mile away. Um, and I never walked to school <laughs> or my classmates would be like, why don't you just like walk home? Cause sometimes my dad would, uh, t- my dad's self-employed. So he was kind of flexible with his hours sometimes. And he'd like take a nap at lunch and then like not wake <laughs> up and forget to come or, you know, forget to come pick us up yeah. sometimes, not often, but every once in a while. And so we just wait at the school. <laughs> it was like a mile away. We just wait. You until can see he your came. house almost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there were like orchards we could have walked through to get yeah. there. Just I never did that. Okay, nice. <laughs> and I guess something else that. So yeah, we went to high school there, and then um, I went to Andrews for college. Uh, I didn't. I stayed home for college, although I did stay on campus. And then, so that was my my freshman year. I stayed on campus, but I'd go home every weekend because my younger brother was still at home and we were, were very close. Um, and then uh, my sophomore year, when Rob, my younger brother, also went to Andrews. So we roomed together at Andrews and then my parents moved away. <laughs> so instead of us going away to college, my parents went away when we went <laughs> <Yeah>. to college. <laughs> so they moved to Southern California and uh, my mom got a job as the business manager at the Calexico Mission School down there. Um, and my aunt, who now lives in Walla Walla, was the principal um, at Calexico Mission School. So they, Is this your music, not your music teacher British aunt? No, that was my grandma. Or your grandma, okay. But the, her daughters. Gotcha. Both gotcha. of her daughters worked at this school. Um, yeah, so... Um, so I went to Andrews and then graduated, I uh, did computer science, graduated from Andrews, got a job at a place in Chicago because my plan was, well, my plan was to go to Chicago as a step towards moving further west because I wanted to get out to the mountains. And the reason I wanted to get to the mountains was because during college I had worked a couple of um, summers at Sunset Lake Camp which is over by near Seattle. And uh, I really liked the Pacific Northwest and the mountains. And so I, all the places I'd interviewed, Chicago was like the, you know, <laughs> biggest place. Like I'd gotten some offers in Lansing and like other places in Michigan, which most people haven't heard of. And, but I had decided that I wanted to go to Chicago because that would be the best for my career. And then I'd have mm-hmm. more options if I wanted to move somewhere else. And so as you can see, I am here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So at my, I've reached my goal of moving to the mountains. So, so what is it that you actually do? Like when people say, Oh, computer science. Okay. Like what is it? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Uh, I'm a programmer. <laughs> I'm a software engineer. Um, so, Let's see here. How can I? So to, I'm now I am working at a company. Well, it might be easier to describe a former company that I worked at. I used to work for Groupon in Chicago. Okay. And I've used them. Yeah. So that was not my first job out of college, but um, I got a referral from someone I worked with at my first job, and 
And so I ended up at Groupon for a few years. And when I worked there, one of the things I worked at on was the checkout page of the Groupon website. So Groupon, you know, it's such a big website that you have teams that, like each, each page on Groupon basically has a team allocated to it. Um, so one of the things I worked on was the checkout page. Uh, I think I added, I added the ability to save your address so that you could like in the future have something shipped to you and not have to enter your yes. address again. Convenience. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so that, you know, that's an example of something that I would work on. Um, I also worked on, like that's probably one of the easier things to explain. Another thing that I worked on was A-B testing. So when you go to a website, um, a lot of time, like bigger websites like Groupon, you, depending on who you are, we will show you different things. So like I might show you a blue buy button, whereas I might show someone else a green buy button. And then we collect data, like who, do we get more people clicking on the blue button or the green uh. button? And then we decide what color something. That's a really kind of a simple example that isn't very realistic, but it's that type of thing. So I worked on the I worked on the tools to allow people to do that. Okay. And now I'm working at a company that does uh, industrial um, processing analytics. So, um, so for example, if you have an oil refinery, they have sensors everywhere on all of their um, equipment and like, I don't, I should know more about oil refineries since a lot of our customers are <laughs> using our software for this, but, um, like they basically an oil refinery is like a big, uh, cooking process where you take crude oil and you turn it into different products through different processes. Mm -hmm. And so you have different machines that do different things and all of them are collecting data once you have that data, you can use our product to analyze that data and decide like, oh, this thing needs to be replaced or, you know, we could optimize this process by doing whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, I think that passes. I used to think you worked for the CIA. If I don't understand what someone does, they automatically work for the CIA. <laughs> that, okay. That, that right. seems so at least, you know, that's a good cover story. Yeah, I... good cover story. <laughs> Yeah. Well, very nice. So then how, so you moved, so you're in Chicago. Yeah. And then was Reno after that? No. So I was in Chicago and I was on some uh, Adventist dating websites and oh. Trelina, my wife, uh, was also on one of these websites and she was clicking through. Uh, she's not here to tell her <laughs> side of the story, so I'll tell it for her. <laughs> She was clicking through, and there was this like uh, game, like hot or not, and so she was going through different. Okay, so for those of our uh, <laughs> listeners who might be a little older than the uh, online dating, could you give a ten-second description of hot or not? I'm, yeah. So it shows you a picture of a guy <laughs> in, in this case, and you click hot or not. <laughs> this is an Adventist website, y'all. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Yeah. I was a little surprised. So um, I was a little surprised when I tell my side of the story. It'll make more sense why I was surprised. But okay. um, so Chalina was doing this, and apparently I, I must have passed the bar of hotness 
because she clicked hot on on mine. She says it was. I think she says it was because I had a picture of me mountain biking in the picture. Okay. And um, in one of my pictures, so she clicked hot, and it. She didn't know this, but it sent me a notification that she had. It, to me, it said she had favorited my profile. And so I looked at. I, I saw this notification. I hadn't really been using the website very much. And it was from, the, the, you know, there was this notification that said, Trelina Ivanoff has favorited your profile, and she's from North Dakota. And so my first thought is, Trelina, well, first of all, on these Adventist dating websites, there's a lot of people who are not from America, like, <laughs> which there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, I was looking for someone who spoke English well. <laughs> and that you weren't related to right (laughs) yeah so um so i saw trelina Ivanov, and i was like okay this is some russian girl who lives in north dakota that's kind of weird i wonder if she's like you know from russia and moved to north dakota for some reason so i i all the other thing i think about online dating is you know it's a great way to get the deal breakers out of the way so when i approached like whenever I would message someone on one of these websites, I would always send a pretty meaty message. So I wrote up a message partially just cause that's what I do. And partially like, I want to see if I get like a coherent English response because that's <laughs> a deal breaker for me. <laughs> so I sent her this message and she replied and it was very well written. And I was like, okay, like definitely, you know, if she's not a native English speaker, she at least knows English very well. Um, and so, you know, soon I learned that she was actually probably one of the things I asked is where she was from. So I learned that she was from the Midwest in America and, uh, Trelina is just a very unique name and <laughs> even off just happens to be what her dad's yeah. last name is. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so I was surprised about that there was a hot or not game because I, I had just received a notification that my profile was favorited. So, <laughs> so anyway, the question that that answers is she was living in North Dakota and I moved to North Dakota while I was still working for Groupon. Um, and so North Dakota is where we dated and then got married and we we're still living in North Dakota and then we moved to Reno. So you can you could work remotely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I um, I had to ask if I could. Uh, I and we tested it out before I moved away. But yeah, okay. they they let me do that, and that, I've worked remotely ever since. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Especially right now with the it's great COVID I, stuff. Like. Yeah, my job really hasn't been. I mean, it's hasn't really changed at all. So yeah, it's <clears> been great. Nice. So why why Reno? Reno, we moved to Reno because, and I remember when we decided we were going to do this. So we had visited Reno because my sister was at, my sister is married to a, a dentist. His name's Jeff. Sounds like a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's in the Navy. And so, and they have two kids and they were stationed at uh, Naval Air Station Fallon, which is like an hour, hour and a half. No, it's like an hour east of Reno. And so we'd visited them, and after we'd visited them, we were like, oh, we never want to move to Reno. It's just, like, <laughs> so brown there, and it kind of sucks. And so, um, but then we were floating down the Jamestown River one day, and we were talking about, like, you know, what are we, 
I, one of the things that I told Shalina before we got married or before I moved to North Dakota was that if we get married, I'm not staying in North Dakota. (laughs) (laughs) Like I still had my plan in mind. I'm going West. Like North Dakota can be a stop on the way, but I'm not going to stay there. And she said, yeah, that's fine. Um, so we were floating down the Jamestown river and, uh, we were talking about, I don't remember exactly what we were talking about, but Shalina basically realized, you know, Jeff and Nicole's two kids are my only niece and nephew. And they're, they're my, her only niece and nephew and my only niece and nephew. And so she was like, we should, you know, get to know them while they're still young and spend time with them. Maybe we should move to Reno. So actually at that point I was like, maybe we should move to Tahoe. Cause we were thinking we don't want to live in Reno, but you know, Tahoe's <laughs> not that far away yeah. and it's nice. So we started looking at places in Tahoe and we're yeah. like, this is way too expensive. <laughs> maybe we could live in Reno. <laughs> so we ended up moving to Reno for that reason. Yeah. And so you're there for a few years, four years, four mm-hmm. years. You bought property in Coeur d'Alene without ever like being, I mean, I, being here at any decent amount of time, really kind of, is yeah, that right? Or, um, so this is, that's partially right. Um, I had not spent really any time up here aside from, uh, it's funny how everything is like tied together. So I hadn't spent much time up here. I'd driven through it and I remember thinking to my, I think I was, we must've been driving over the I-90 bridge. Um, yeah. and I remember thinking at that point, I was like, Coeur d'Alene's awesome. Like this looks amazing. <laughs> And that was when I was a teenager, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, so that I remember having that thought in my head. And then Trelina had spent time here canvassing because she was, did canvassing when she was um, in school. So she had spent quite a bit of time in this, like the whole area. She'd been all over and she thought there was a lot of nice um, stuff up here. So, uh, so we it was kind of on our short list of places we might want to check out oh and the other thing was i had talked to joshua and monica wold at a gyc um like years before and but before Trelina and i started dating actually it was like actually right around the time or just before we started dating and uh i remember i had remembered that they had uh, he was working remotely and he told me they had looked all over the country and they decided they wanted to live in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And so I was like, well, it must be like as good as I remember. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, so it was on our short list. So we did visit up here for like at least a few days in the winter and in the summer. Uh, we had like a bunch of family get together up here in the summer up at Schweitzer. Oh yeah. And then we went snowboarding up at Schweitzer once as well, or for a couple days. Um, and so after that, I was like, yeah, I could live up there. So that's how we decided that we were going to do it. And then buying the property was actually kind of risky too because Trelina didn't come up and look at any of the property that I was looking at. So I was sending her pictures and videos and stuff. And then, uh, yeah, made the decision. And, you know, hopefully it works out. Leap of faith. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's so cool. And so you, you guys moved up here. And you have a little one. Mm-hmm. How are you guys surviving? How how old is she? Is five months 
today. Yes, she's five <laughs> months today, May 5th, yeah. Um, and she's doing great. She is, uh, She, I mean, you never, like, we think she's really smart. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have a whole lot of babies to compare her to. Uh, yesterday, she was we have this seat that has a detached tray and we just keep the tray like sitting upside down on the table. And then when we put her in the seat, we, we have the seat sitting on the table too. So we'll put her in the seat and then we'll put the tray on. Well, yesterday she was like grabbing the tray and I like Chalina came in and she had the tray like sitting correctly in front of her at one point. And so Chalina put it back upside down and she wasn't able to do it again. But, you know, yeah, she it looked like she was trying. Maybe she wasn't, but it looked like it. So that's fun. Yeah, that's cool. And and we're having to, like, clear all the areas around her of anything that we don't want her getting into. So oh. but she's not crawling yet. So that's still safe. We just need like a, yeah. a no man's land around the baby. A little a little moat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, hey, I'd like to ask you kind of your thoughts on, I don't know, kind of the state state of things, maybe church-wise, things like that, especially since you're a little younger. Mm-hmm. Um, there's obviously, there's always conflict, you know, there's sides, there's conservative, progressive, all this type of stuff. And I guess maybe as a world church, like where do you see where do you see adventism heading because there's a lot of there's a lot of division but there's still a lot of mission oriented like are you are you like really encouraged are you discouraged what do you see as solutions just all that type of stuff oh yeah that's easy that's an easy <laughs> <Yeah>. question <laughs> um So I'm not even sure where to start. I would consider myself more on the conservative side. I would also not say that I'm discouraged at all because I consider myself more on the conservative side, but I very much believe in, in, um, you know, righteousness by faith. Um, And so, and I very much believe that it's, like none of us really know what's right, <laughs> yeah. You know, and we're all just trying to figure it out. And and I, but but at the same time, I believe that there is something that is right, and and we're all trying to figure that out. And I don't think any of us has it exactly right, except for me. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I yeah, I don't. I think that there's a lot of good intention people who who don't necessarily agree with me and and that's yeah. okay and I will I might argue with you about it but that doesn't mean that you know I think someone's going to go to hell or and I don't even yeah and as, but as a world church like you said it's really hard to figure out like okay you know we have to have some agreement of some sort of how we behave what we do what we believe etc. And that's really hard to figure out, especially as a world church, because you have just completely, you know, this com- huge spectrum of different yeah, the ways of looking at things. Yeah. Um, and I think that was shown really well by the whole women's ordination vote, where 
you know, basically the rest of the world, well, you know, the, I'm not sure how to say it, like <laughs> the, the non-Western, yeah, the non-Western yeah. parts of the world pretty much are agreed that we shouldn't ordinate, ordain women and, and a lot of the Western nations are very like, believe that it's wrong not to ordain women. Yeah. And I didn't, myself, I, I'm actually not sure where I sit on that because I can like, I get both sides of it. Like there's things in the Bible that seem to indicate one way. Um, and yet there's values that we get from the Bible that seem to indicate the other. And so it's, it's really hard to yeah. come down on either side of, of those types of topics. So what about local church? Not so much like, hey, politically, blah, blah, you know, but like what, um, what would you love to see, especially as someone who's maybe a little bit on the younger side of the spectrum? I'm very much a planner. I think out five years. Boy, I'd love to see the, if you were to look five years into the future, and you'd say, like, that's my church. That's what I'm talking about. What would you love, I guess, love to see? Well, as a as a percussionist. Yeah. <laughs> my man. <laughs> I would like to be up there playing the, the drum set every month. <laughs> um, I actually don't feel strongly about that, but <laughs> I do enjoy playing the drums. Um as far as I, what I would like to see, you know, in five years is a lot of what I'm seeing now, which is, um, families like, you know, of large age ranges coming together who don't necessarily agree on everything and still getting along and, um, and being welcoming. And, uh, I think that's the biggest, like, I think one of the biggest things is being welcoming and, and being, um, like even if you don't agree with someone, you can still. Um, I don't. I don't know if accept isn't the right word. You can still um, befriend them, and you can still love them and be kind to them. Um, and I think I think that's the most important thing. And I think that's a lot of what. And I think that's a lot of what drives people away is the focus more on standards instead of focus on Jesus. And when I say focus on Jesus, I mean if you if you're if you're focused on showing people Jesus and his love, then the rest of it will come one way or the other. And some for some people it takes a long time. And yeah, that's kind of how I look at it, I think. I like it. That's nice. Well, thank you so much, Steve, for your time. I love your optimism, and uh, you're you're always a joy to talk to, and and always upbeat, and it's it's refreshing. So cool. I like talking to you too. Well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Special thanks to Steve Oxley for spending some time and letting us get to know him a little better, and also to Ryan Matthew Bell for music. For more information about our church, visit cdaadventist.org.